sporting news, reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Good evening Melbourne and welcome to the Sports Desk. In your Friday evening, it's Sam and Hennett back with you and Adam Miller joining me on this Friday evening. Evening to you. Evening uh, even to you back. Very excited for another action, action-packed hour of sports. Ranging from footy, soccer and a bit of basketball and I'm sure it's going to be as fun and as entertaining as always, Sammy. Yes, uh, remember you can get in touch with the show on our social media, Sports Desk Sin, uh, at any time. And uh, you can interact with us, and uh, if you want to join in some of the topics we're talking about, be yeah, we're, fantastic. We want to hear some opinions that lead to the uh, to the, uh, uh, the, chicken. Contra- the controversial chicken. Exactly, we want to hear the hottest of ho- hot takes on Sin <laughs> on the Sports Desk uh, 90.7. All right, well, there's been some big news uh, during the... It it's always seems to be the way. The massive news seems to occur when we're not on air. <laughs> and two big stories that really piqued my interest uh, this week. And we'll start off with Ange Postacoglu. Mm. Um, massive. He's been hired as uh, the manager of English Premier League side Tottenham. Um, Ange, who has just won a trophy, uh, the trophy treble in Celtic in Scotland... Uh, is the fourth permanent manager to be hired since uh, Mario... Oh, I can't Mauricio Prochentino. Yes. <laughs> Departure <laughs> in 2019. And he's tasked with the responsibility of turning Spurs' fortunes around after mm. 15 years without a trophy. He's signed a four-year contract and follows on from Jose Mourinho, Nune Espirito Santo and Antio Conte... Uh, and Antonio Conte, Conte. <laughs> <laughs> um, who had yeah. all had short-lived reigns. Mm. Ange brings a positive mentality and a fast attacking style of pay, play. Tottenham chairman Daniel Levy said uh, he has a strong track record of developing players um, and an understanding of the importance of the link between the academy and everything that uh, everything that is important to our club. I think it's undoubtable that Ange deserves his uh, role, like especially from his beginnings in Australia with um, Hellas and the. Um and the youth, like the youth system, like he went all the way through them winning trophies and he went, then obviously we know the success he had in the early 2010s with Bruce and Raw winning the double there. I mean, what a side that was back in the day, like led by Borussia, absolutely insane. From victory, then he went to Yokama FC Mariners in Japan, again, Wonder League there. And then he just done the treble with, uh, with Celtic in the uh, Scottish League. So it's undoubtable that he's gone through, he's just kind of gone that level above, level above, level above now. Yeah. And honestly, he's, um, you got not, um, Spurs has nothing to lose, especially with the reputation they have of going for a manager who's, even though like Celtic's one of the biggest teams in the world, yep. they're not on the level of Premier League, they're not one of the big kind of big teams or challenge for Champions League. So Spurs had nothing to lose by um, by having a bit of a seven in the dark with Postacoglu. I reckon Ange will do fantastic. Uh, I, I think so too. My only worry is though, he's picked, he's picked a curly club out of all the ones mm. he could have picked it does have a track record of turning some of the best managers in the world and them going there and then, uh, as we've seen, the, the swinging doors mm. uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if... I am surprised, I think. Mm. I, I feel like he maybe could have done... maybe. Well, he did the treble. Um, I, I think Celtic were going to play Champions League again. I still think maybe there could have been a bit more. But it, at, at the same time, I think when you get an opportunity like this... Exactly. It's very hard to say no, um, a big Premier League club, and uh, it's good to have uh, another Aussie. And, uh, of course, Twitter's been a meltdown. They're not taking him seriously like they um, did um, when insane. he went to Celtic. And uh, Same thing. He's proven. He's gone there, and 
want to yeah. you knocked off if you knock off Rangers as a Celtic manager then you're an then you're automatically god in um the east side of uh, Glasgow that's for sure so i think it's great for australia and great for soccer here and mm. um uh, he's also a big blues man so even better <laughs> <laughs> uh so congratulations to him and uh hopefully it means maybe he might be able to get some a few more Aussies playing because now that Leicester City's been relegated, Suta, uh, Suta's Harry. gone. So, oh Harry, <laughs> they don't last very long. Uh, no. So we need some more Aussie players in the Premier League. That'd be very good. Love that. Uh, moving on uh, to another big soccer story. Lionel Messi has signed on Wednesday for MLS side Inter Miami. Uh, choosing the U- United States as his next destination over a Barcelona reunion or blockbuster deal to play in Saudi Arabia. The Argentinian forward has spent the last two seasons at French club PSG playing his final game for the club uh, on Saturday after moving from Barcelona in 2021. Messi told Spanish newspapers after winning the World Cup and not being able to get to Barca, it's time to go to the MLS to live football in a different way and enjoy my day-to-day life more. Uh, Inter Miami is co-owned by former England international David Beckham and founded in 2018. They've recently <laughs> sacked Coach Phil Neville last week and the team sit at the bottom of the Eastern um, Conference, which is interesting. Sad. I'm a bit sad about that because it would have been something quite hilarious about, no disrespect to Phil Neville, a fantastic player for Everton, but the Neville boys don't exactly have the greatest track record when it comes to managing teams. I mean, we all remember Gary Neville's um, disaster disaster class with Valencia a couple of years back. So it would have been something pretty hilarious about ne- Phil Neville managing Leo Messi. <laughs> I think honest. I think it is good for the sport that he's not doing the Ronaldo and the Benzema and kind of going to the Saudi League. I feel that's yes, good. Uh, no, I, I think he's uh, and he said, mm. he further goes on to talk about how he's chosen it over money. Like he's he's not gone the yeah. other way where Ronaldo's gone the other way. I mean, kind of uh, choosing between choosing between Miami and, and Miami's nice. Oh, exactly. the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's picked a pretty good uh, lifestyle, I think, there. And uh, the MLS is certainly growing, and they've had uh, amazing um, talent uh, go through that league. And it's a shame that, uh, well, it's another long conversation, that we're not even half what the MLS is, mm. which is a bit of a shame. But uh, Yeah, I think the US League is definitely short. I mean, it's kind of seen by the US um, squad, like the amount of talent they've got flowing through them at the moment is incredible. Yep. So I think a good a good United States um, team is good for soccer in general. And uh, we'll go now to the uh, Australia um, the Test World Championship match against India. Australia is firmly in control, uh, hosting a lead of 318 runs with India five wickets down in their first innings. The Australians were bowled out for 469 in their first innings with Travis Head 163 and Steve Smith 121 putting on a record. 285 for the fourth wicket, the highest ever fourth wicket stand in a test at the Oval in England. <laughs> Travis Head, you beautiful, beautiful man. He got um, nearly a runner ball, 163, and ended up being 163 of 174 balls, 25 fours and 1-6. And Smithy wasn't too bad himself, 121 of 268 balls. Like, absolutely incredible effort from them. Uh, Warner, I mean... The recovery from the team was nothing short of spectacular, especially after losing Kawaja, who's been in form uh, for a duck in about the uh, second or third over of the day. And Warner, 43 or 60, not too bad. Labashane will be a bit disappointed, but Shami's an excellent bowler. And then Kerry's um, nice little cameo at the end with a 48 of 69. It shapes up to be a uh, very exciting uh, day or two of action for the Aussies. But the Indians, uh, they might be a bit concerned. Like, 151 for the loss of five wickets. Um... 
Yeah, especially when they've lost uh, basically the two best, the two most well-known godlike players in Cole, King Coley and uh, Rohit Sharma. Right now, they've got a Jinkta Rahane who's in um, 29 of 71, and they've got uh, Barat, who's uh, 5 of 14. I think it would take... Oh, you wouldn't call it a miracle yet, but it'd take a huge comeback by the Indians to um, to keep this World Test Championship final competitive, in my opinion. Yep. Okay. Well, when we come back, uh, round 13 continues. We'll talk about St Kilda's win over the Sydney Swans last night. That's all coming up on the Sports Desk on your Friday evening on Sin. Electric 6, Danger, High Voltage on the Sports Desk on Sin on your Friday evening. Now, uh, just um, a minute ago, Adam <laughs> stepped out with a random but blood nose. <laughs> so we're having sporting injuries on air, which is a bit bizarre. Uh, but I thought it gives me a good chance now to talk about uh, Sin's Radiothon. Pay for your sins. Uh, visit sin.org.au uh, slash donate. Uh, you can win some amazing prizes. Um, any donation over $2 is tax deductible. Uh, and there's some pretty incredible prizes you can be winning. $500 uh, tattoo voucher at the Vic Market. Um, a Melbourne Electric Sound Studios uh, starter pass. A homie streetwear crew neck jumpers plus T-shirts, double passes to uh, the Arable Sun Theatre, which is an amazing theatre if you've never been there. Um, of course, as well, a $50 voucher uh, and merch to record, par uh, record Paradise, Rocksteady Records merch pack. I mean, be amazing. I love collecting vinyl, so I'd, one of those is um, amazing uh, if you can win that. Um, plenty more. Uh, so don't forget to uh, uh, donate at sin.org.au slash donate. Um, uh, your donation will directly support media training and radio opportunities for uh, young people and amplify the music and culture and news uh, that SIN uh, and young Australians produce. Uh, so a, few, a huge thank you already to everyone that's already donated, but we're going to keep this going, uh, and it's massive. Uh, SIN has been a massive part uh, in my life for the last seven years, and I've only got till September until I have to uh, p pull in the reins. Uh, and hang up the headphones here, uh, but it's been uh, an amazing opportunity um, for Sin, uh, uh, for me and anyone who's volunteered for Sin. So it's an important thing, uh, and we need to keep it going so everyone else uh, can come through these doors and do exactly what I and many others have done. So that's sin.org.au slash donate, and uh, we're going to get on to the footy now, round 18. Uh, sorry, round 13. <laughs> Okay, Adam. Yes. Back from the blood rule. Yes, <laughs> Are we I'm. All okay. <laughs> I never knew that doing live radio could be so dangerous. <laughs> yes, uh, lady, ladies, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back from my life-threatening injury. Okay. So, so essentially, I whipped myself in the uh, in the nose with my headphones when I was taking them off when we were. We, we need to get a if we can get the security camera yeah. footage from the, the studio. The, that's the one day Jason's not here filming <laughs> us is when this happens. I'm like, I know that's crazy. Um, all right, round 13 is my phone has just froze. Um, well, we'll talk about last night. St Kilda's win. Uh, look, it didn't start off as the 
most exciting game. 7-0 scoreline at uh, quarter time, which was uh, pretty interesting at the SCG. I didn't realise I still played rugby at the SCG (laughs) these days. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, pretty interesting. My AFL app is just frozen. Okay, we'll we'll go through (laughs) through here. Uh, So it was a win to the Saints uh, by 14 points, 9-12-66. Uh, to St Kilda 12-8-80 at the SCG last night. Um, that d- didn't look too crash hot, the Saints. Um, they were down at three-quarter time. Uh, scrappy game. And we'll just quickly look at some of the dominant uh, I think before we stats. get into any analysis, I'd like we have a round of applause for the streaker who managed to get from one side of the SCG <laughs> to the other back into the stands without getting caught. Uh, well, well done, my friend. We shouldn't but, but, promote but, it, but uh, if you haven't seen the footage of BT <laughs> calling it, uh, it is very funny. Are we saying man on ground? I reckon three, three votes, um, a streaker, ground by nine. <laughs> uh, Disposals-wise, Olive, Oliver Florent uh, for the Swans, uh, 34 for him. Brad Crouch, 33. Jack Sinclair, 32. Uh, Naziah Wengeline Molera, 30. Uh, Chad Warner, 24. Uh, on the scoreboard-wise of things, uh, three goals for Max King, two for uh, Tom Papley, two for Mitch Owens, and two for Lance Franklin in his 350th. Fair play to Buddy, and a big shout-out to Ron Marshall with 129 wonderful fantasy points for my uh, dream team. Very uh, Thank you, Ron, for the performance. My, yeah, the uh, team needs a special dream bye week. What did you think of the game last night? I think solid all round, but it certainly won't be one that I'll be telling my uh, future children about, that's for sure. <laughs> But uh, still, saying it, I mean, they had a bit of a... I think it was patch. a needed win for, for St Kilda. Oh, exactly. Definitely. The, uh, I think the Swannies are in a bit of a purgatory at the moment. Like, you feel like they should be a lot better than that, actually. I feel like they're very similar to the Tigers, where you feel like they should be a lot... They're not, they're not a 12th-place team on paper. But I think Swannies, out of all teams, have got... Obviously, their top echelon is fantastic players, but they drop off so severely to the point where, like, I follow footy regularly... But quite a few of the new players I haven't even heard of. And I don't mean that in like a real... I just like, yes, amazing kind of like the drop-off in terms of kind of reputation or just kind of impact on the game is just insane compared to some other teams. So, yeah, but uh, saying it is like fair play to them. They're still just outside the top four on percentage at the moment, tied with uh, Brizzy and Melbourne. Uh, yeah, Brizzy and Melbourne and with Lions having game in hand. So who knows? They keep fi- fighting away. They could be in with a double chance come the end of uh, come the start of September. Okay, Friday night football tonight, uh, two hours and 31 minutes away from the bounce at Marvel Stadium. It's Western Bulldogs hosting Port Adelaide. Uh, Western Bulldogs have named Alex Keith, Josh Bruce, uh, Latham Vandermeer and Riley West out. Ed Richards, Lachlan McNeil, Oscar Baker, Ryan Gardner, Tim O'Brien. Port Adelaide have named Charlie Dixon back in. Travis Boak out. Ollie Lord, Riley Bonner and Ryan Burton. Yeah, I mean, um, Paul, I think Paul's always been pretty strong at Marvel, haven't they? I mean, they usually only verse some of the supposed weaker teams in the competition, but I feel like they're going to put another... they put together an absolutely fantastic last two months of football, and I reckon they will go get another W. This will be ninth in a row. Nine in a row. I mean, yeah, like, God. So if they get that done... Uh, to be honest, I think top, the top. Bulldogs give them a decent crack. They're still hanging around dogs. Mm. Um, and I mean, when you are on these big streaks, there's uh, bound to be one game that you just might be <laughs> s- slipping because, yeah, 
Yeah. Once it gets to close so, to nine, that's a lot. So I think this could be, even if they lose tonight, this could be like the one, first time in how many rounds will be up to uh, 13 rounds that people won't be asking for Ken Inkley's uh, head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's like that's gone from refreshing. Like, it's different for a change. It, that's gone from like a threat. That's gone like a, a, a threat to almost like a meme now. It's like Kingley's in like in January, like, yeah, Hinkley's only get sacked throughout the year. Now, like, in June, we're like, yeah, Hinkley's only get sacked when they're second on ladder. <laughs> Charlie Dixon's a big in. Oh, hugely so, especially up front. Um, yeah, the, I reckon he's going to be giving the uh, Doggies defenders absolute nightmares, not in my very uneducated opinion. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so your tip? I'll say uh, I'll say power. Yeah, Port. Yeah, I'm going to say power. I think. Th- Charlie, uh, funny fa- fun fact: Charlie Dixon has a uh, YouTube account, apparently. Like, really? uh, yeah, he does. Do do vlogs? <laughs> no, he's apparently a big car man, so he kind of puts like updates about like what he's doing, the mods he's doing with the car. Quite interesting. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> fun fact of the day. Okay, moving on to Saturday afternoon. Uh, kicks off one forty-five at the MCG. Hawthorne hosting the Brisbane Lions. In for Hawthorne, James Sicily, Seamus Mitchell. Out Bailey McDonald, Cam McKenzie, and Sam Frost. Brisbane Lions have named Devon Robinson, Jack Payne, and Jackson Pryor. Out, uh, Dane Zorko, James Madden, uh, and Keaton Coleman, uh, mm. and Ryan Lester. Well, it was definitely um, last week the Hawkers got um, well and truly brought back to reality by an absolutely rampaging power. And while I don't think it will be a similar result this week, I do think the Lions, who, after, besides last week's slip-up against the Crows, uh, were going for four or five in a row. Yeah. So, so I can see it being a solid victory for the Lions away from home. And I think um, getting a win on the MCG is going to be something that they want to keep doing because they don't get to play there that much during exactly. the year and mm-hmm. it's a, probably a crucial spot that you'll need to get a win. So I'm sure uh, the Lions will have their foot down for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to uh, the Adelaide Crows... Uh, and the West Coast Eagles from Adelaide Oval. Um, ins for Adelaide, Josh Worrell, out Ned McHenry, uh, listed as a sub, and Tom Dodie, uh, he's injured. Uh, West Coast Eagles have named Jack Darling, Luke Edwards, Luke Shuey, Ryan Marrick, Sam Petrescu, Seaton, out Callum Jamison, Connor mm. West, Elijah Hewitt, Josh Rotham, Liam Duggan, and Shannon Hearn. Marrick was um, the guy they picked up from Boxill, I think, as the uh, first... Not Boxill, um, from PL team, but the BFL um, as the uh, first pick in the uh, mid-season draft. So it's fantastic that he's kind of getting his opportunity at the big time um, straight away. And it'll be very interesting how he goes. Yeah, Darling and Shui are two begins. And for Tracy Tierden, again, not too bad. But basically, I think what we said about the uh, game before in the Hawks and the Lions, I feel like it'll be basically the same with the Crows and the Eagles. Crows have been very, very solid this year at home, and the Eagles, like, they're trying hard. Like, for, I think, a good three quarters, they gave um, the Pies a really, like, quite a big shock. Like, they've pawned really well last week. But, unfortunately, yeah, I can't see the upset here, to be honest. Yeah, and I think the uh, the Crows will want to um, yeah. get a win, considering their loss to the Suns Just how unlucky last can week. You, how unlucky can you be, though? Like, they've got, four, they've got five players out with injuries. Like, did they have a bye last week, or they buy yet to come? Um, Eagle, no, Eagles were against um, Pies last week, so they okay, never oh, they all. If any team should have a bye, they need a bye. Oh, very <laughs> much so. <laughs> uh, yes, Adelaide for me. Um, moving on then to 7.25, Optus Stadium, Saturday Night Football, Fremantle and Richmond. Fremantle have named Liam Henry out, Jagger O'Meara and Sean Darcy. Richmond have named Nick Floston uh, out, Hugo Railsmith and Noah Cumberland. Apparently, we've uh, Geelong's actually offered uh, Darcy a contract, uh, five year, five million over five years today. So that's kind of the big news coming out of the Interesting. West. Interesting. 
Interesting. I mean, it'd be quite a, quite a nice little pickup. Wouldn't be complaining about that whatsoever. But no, nah, I reckon this uh, this is a very intriguing game. But the Dockers yeah. are four four on a row and some good victories over the D's, us, Swannies, and the Hawkers. I could see them doing getting five in a row. Yeah, and been waiting all season for the upsurge from the Dockers. Not had the greatest start. Mm. Uh, thought there was a lot of potential there, and they're starting to string some stuff together now. Uh, but I feel like. Even though it's a bit late for them, and I don't think they're going to be a potential threat, Richmond still think I still think could put, you know put the dagger into some clubs wanting to potentially make finals and uh, impact that. Mm. Even though they're not going to do any yeah. close damage themselves, I think this will be an uh, intriguing game at Optus. Mm. I feel like they're very similar teams. They're very kind of similar um, teams, kind of like the, kind of the, what they're going through at the moment. Like they've got some um, some of their absolute superstars who are approaching like the end of their career. Like I've seen like Nat Five still having really hard run with injuries this year and you can kind of compare him to like Trent Cochin who's kind of product here starting to still a fantastic player but still starting to kind of wear down yep so it's interesting how they kind of got that new gen coming through both of the teams at the moment but it's interesting though. like this one those ones like, I can see positives both teams winning but I reckon I'll probably go for the uh, Dockers at home okay uh, so I will take the Dockers as well Sunday 3.20pm uh, Blundstone Arena North Melbourne host GWS Giants. North Melbourne have named Paul Curtis, Hugh Greenwood out. Uh, Jai Simkin out, of course. GWS have named Nick Haynes in out. Aaron Cadman and Brett Daniels. I think North Melbourne's got a genuine crack at this game. Uh, I think they've actually been playing pretty decent. Um, Giants at the taking, I think, at the moment. Uh, and uh, they've probably got a decent record at Blundstone, North Melbourne. I reckon you would, and you kind of look at their last couple of games. Like they took, um, they've taken both the Swannies. I mean, they probably arguably should have won against the Swannies, except for that ridiculous um, ruling that wasn't even the players' fault at the end of their game. And then the um, they took the Mormons right to the edge last week. So, and even against Collingwood, like I mean, six goal victory is still a six goal victory, but against Collingwood, and difference between the Kangas and the Pies at the moment is worlds apart. So it was still a decent effort. So I reckon, as you said, against the Sunny, uh, the Sunnies, the Giants, who have been. Here and there, I mean, between they've lost, they lost three in a row leading up to um, uh, then us uh, them knocking uh, the Cutters off uh, last week before losing at the death to uh, Tigers. So yeah, I can see the Kangas with the upset. To be honest, I'm going to take the Kangas. I think I'm brave enough. I, th- I th- thought Very they nice. showed a great outfit against uh, the Bombers That's last not, weekend. It's not the uh, controversial chickens, the agreeable chicken. We're both on, <laughs> we're both on the uh, both on the out. Uh, Never seen it used that way. <laughs> um, Sunday, 7.15pm, MCG. Oh, I don't want to talk about this game, but uh, it's Carlton and Essendon, um, the old rivals. Um, Carlton of name, Ed Kerno, Jack Martin, Mark P- Pittenet in, out Jack Silvani, Lockie O'Brien, Paddy Dale, uh, sub come out, might come back in, and Zach Fisher out. Essendon have named Peter Wright back in, out Andrew Phillips, Dylan Sheil. Now, Jason from the Monday team has sent a video <laughs> Uh, in his jumper that we'll put up on our socials, but oh, uh, <laughs> stating the importance of this game, um, and uh, yes, I can be already ca- tell. I am <sighs> normally I'm very excited about this game, um, mm. but today I'm not. <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah, form's not kind of. It's almost like it a bit impending doom. Mm. Uh, I remember there was a game against Essendon. Um, I reckon about it was about four or five years ago. And uh, we lost pretty badly, and uh, Brenton Bolton was sacked shortly after. So I hope we're not in a position like that again. 
Um, and I, I don't think so. I, I think we've got the team to turn things around, but it just needs to happen. And something, a domino needs to fall, um, and it's got to be this game. This is it. I'm... I repeatedly say every week that, you know, this is the important, this is the one, and this has to be the one. If if this isn't it, it is done. There is no more. There is no more season. This is the absolute last line. Um, I think you're right, because this is, a, I feel like this is definitely a defining moment, because next week you got against the, um, coming up against the Sunnies, who are obviously so full of life at the moment, so kind of get up. Yes. And then you got the um, bye, which can be an absolute momentum killer. So if you kind of if you lose these this one against the Sunnies, you wouldn't I wouldn't have you guys as favourites. No offence. And then the bike could kind of kill that momentum. So I yeah, reckon you are right. I think not to kind of be a bit over dramatic here, but I think yeah, there's all a lot for riding on this game, especially against when, when the Bombers are kind of looking the best like the best they have in quite a lot of years. Yeah, uh, and they've been playing decent. So um, very nervous about this one, but. Um I don't know. I have I have faith in this team. It's just for some reason it's been held back so far, um, uh, and I think it will change. But whether it's this weekend or not, I don't know. Um, so I'm. Do you mind us? And if they don't get up, this is the last time I'm backing them this year. I'm back so, yeah. in the blues. I think yeah. I feel like the uh, the sin staff might get a resignation letter from you on Monday <laughs> if they lose. <laughs> Who's your tip? Oh. I don't want to get slapped, so I'm t- I want to say Carlton, but nah. Mm, I'll say Bombers. I reckon, I'm, I reckon your boys will put in much better performance, but I can still see the Bombers getting up, to be honest. That's going to be a painful Sunday night if that is the case. Now, Monday, big, massive game. Uh, I've got the beanie in the studio, the Big Freeze 9. Um, of course, it's the no longer the Queen's Birthday Clash. It's the King's Birthday Clash. Nice. Uh, Melbourne and Collingwood from the MCG, Monday, 3.20pm. Uh, no even extended lineup um, has been announced yet because it's so un- far away. The great unknown. <laughs> <laughs> the great unknown. Third versus first. Uh, th- to be honest, this is interesting. Uh, I think Clayton Oliver was trying to get up uh, for this game. I don't know if he'll be right. He had to go to the hospital during the oh, week. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, some kind of infection. So mm. hopefully maybe he gets back in the team. But um, I reckon this is an interesting um, mm. point of call. Uh, for the way the season's going. I, th- I think Melbourne, even though they are sitting third, they've probably slipped back just a tad. Mm. Um, and I'm not, no, I don't know if I'm sold on them yet, so this is a massive chance uh, for them. Um, and Collingwood, uh, well, this this would be another handy gear in there, holding their position out for first. But, um, yeah, big clash on Monday. I think, uh, yeah, very much so. I think you are right to kind of have the uh, pies just that level above the Ds at the moment. Because in terms of teams, you can kind of compare the, these two with um, the D's uh, lost support by four or three weeks ago, and that's probably the most direct comparison you can make between teams. It will definitely be at the point here and uh, come to finals in September. But I think as much as we all like watching the King's birthday match for, I mean, the day off, obviously, and the match, I think we can agree that the slide, the big freeze, the big slide, that's the main thing. Um, that is the uh, big news of the day, and we are, we can officially announce who the sliders will be this year. From well, what we got so far. slider nine has not been announced, but Ooh. we've got here uh, Mick Fanning, award-winning surfer, Taylor Harris, uh, D's player and pro boxer, uh, Abby Gelmi, Seven News Sport presenter, uh, Jason Dunstall, Jason Dunstall, the big <laughs> chief, going down the slide, it. Eric Banner, of course, uh, acting icon, uh, Tony Shaw, a Collingwood legend. Uh, Michelle Payne, the Melbourne Cup winning jockey. 
Uh, Aaron Finch, former Australian cricket captain. Renegades captain. Love him. Slider 9 is yet to be announced, but uh, oh, it's Ooh. been a great ad- addition, the big freeze, um, for this ninth annual fight against the beasts. Free uh, fightmnd.org.au is where you can... Uh, Fight the beasts and donate uh, to fight MND, a, a massive cause, uh, and can't wait to see the blue beanies out across the weekend. I've got mine on. Nice. Um, very nice design. Oh, is that, honestly, you can wear them all year round. They are absolutely perfect. And yeah, guys, give as much as you can or as little as you can. It all goes to a very, very good cause. Now, of course, we have two buys this weekend as well: uh, Geelong and the Gold Coast Suns. Though, so they get a rest this weekend. Love it. The buy, um, the buy round gave me the funniest video I think I've ever seen in the uh, footy. Have you ever seen uh, when Port Adelaide was absolutely rubbish, like back in like 2010, 2011? There's a guy put out a video basically saying Port Adelaide lost to the yes, buy. Yes, we talk, <laughs> we've talked about this before on the sports. That's, it's so funny. I love that so much. Classic. All right, when we come back, um, NBA Finals Game 3 wraps up. Uh, and, of course, the big Champions League final uh, Manchester City and Inter Milan to talk about um, and more coming up on the Sports Desk on your Friday evening on Sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head, heads will roll on the Sports Desk in your Friday evening and it's not time to talk the NBA Finals. <laughs> Adam, game three is done. Yes, uh, game the all important game number four could decide which way these NBA finals will go. It's been a tightly fought contest so far, and it's the Denver Nuggets who are taking a two one a two one lead over the Miami Heat heading to the third game. So far, the results today have been the Nuggets with one hundred and four defeating the Heat ninety three, Heat getting one over the Nuggets on their home court one hundred eleven to one oh eight. And the Nuggets are taking another one um, yesterday, 109 to 94. The box score was as such. Jimmy Butler um, did it his best uh, for the Heat, getting a 28, 4 and 2. Bam Adebayo, 22, 3 and 17. And uh, Martin with 10, 3 and 3, chipping in off the bench. From the Nuggets, again, I mean, who else had done a dominate but Nikola Jokic? Tw- 32 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. Jamal Murray, 34 points, 10 rebounds and 10 assists. Not too bad, not too bad at all. But there are concerns coming out of the Nuggets camp uh, today that Jamal, Jamal Murray is dealing with a uh, pretty bad uh, burn on his hand. Because obviously if you don't slide on the NBA floor, you're going to take off a little bit of skin. So there's a bit of bit of concern there. And there was also a bit of controversy in the press conference today where uh, Nikola Jokic basically called out the, um, the uh, press for being so obsessed with the stats. Because obviously it's a very stat-driven sport. Obviously triple doubles, double doubles. Yes, there's a lot of stats. <laughs> it's a very uh, for a team sport. It's a very individualized sport. And he basically just kind of said, "Why is Ameri- why why are Americans so obsessed with kind of numbers? If we're winning, we're winning. That's all that matters." It's true, but people like to break down the game. But I can I, I de- definitely agree with you. That is definitely American sports. A lot of them are very individualized. Mm. Um, Whereas you're right, it's a team team sport most of the thing. So individual, maybe, maybe he's more saying the individual individual efforts are mainly. Oh, exactly. Um, ma- ma- but I, I think, well, from well, what he's done, he's he's done really well. But maybe he doesn't want to take away from the effort that his entire team is doing, which is fully understandable, and it's a very good team thing to say. Which 
I would say for a lot of American sports players, they probably wouldn't be so humble. But uh, oh, exactly, it's, uh, <laughs> definitely the uh, the European uh, genes. Um, the Serbian genes definitely playing a bit of an influence there. But yeah, tomorrow's game is at eleven thirty at the Kaseya Center in Miami, Florida. And yeah, Heat on home court. You definitely rate them to uh, level up a two-one. But honestly, with the way Jokic and Jamal Murray are linking up at the moment, it's going to be. You wouldn't. I mean, it's going to be a big effort for for likes of Butler, um, Love, and Adebayo to uh, shut them down. But I'll definitely be tuning in. So, who do you think's going to? Will they s- hold steady? I think the Nuggets will hold steady. I'll say three-one. Three-one. Okay, and that game is tomorrow, eleven thirty at ESPN. All right. Okay. Well, that is the uh, NBA Finals, and it could be the way of the Nuggets, mm. which I think uh, makes former presenters on here. There was a few Nuggets fans that used to be uh, a part of the sports desk, in uh, sports desk gone by. Yeah, the alum- alumni. Gone, but not forgotten. Okay. Champions League. Um, let's get straight into that. Um, And I was thinking, because it is the Champions League final, and we only ever play that little snippet there, I feel like we should get the the whole anthem, because it's such a grand occasion. Oh, Zach, we've got to hype it up. Is this one of the the grandest sporting themes in the world? Why doesn't the... I mean, maybe this is a bit over the top for AFL, but if they could have, like, an AFL... Type theme. Are you saying that up there because Ailey doesn't really do it for you anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that, but in terms of like a, you know, branded theme, like, mm. I, I don't know. I, mean, I love how they do that uniquely in Europe, and we don't have anything like that here. I mean, it's just prestige. I mean, the Fox footy theme's good. They could blast that over the speakers. That's very representative of the footy, and it's good. Exactly. All right. As a city Champions League. Far away. Give me the well, uh, if it was ever in our hands this year, this is it. Um, we've done the hard yards. We've won the Premier League. We've got two parts of the treble done, beating our rivals, uh, FA Cup, last weekend, a massive win. Um, looked a bit crazy at some points, and uh, wow. Um, so I think getting the FA Cup, um, Man United out of the way was probably the the crazy one, uh, and I think be- it being a crazy game was something that we needed. Um, bit of you know reset to the whole squad, uh, I think, um, because the Premier League did wrap up a bit earlier than um, was probably thought. Uh, c- can get people to switch off a bit, um, uh, but they came in and uh, went bang. So. Look, one leg left to go, and City win the treble. The first English team since 1999, Manchester United. Um, uh, And it'd be absolutely massive if they can do it. Uh, But we can't uh, not mention Inter Milan. They've got through against their rivals in the Champions League semi-final, Uh, two-legger. First time an all-Italian semi-final, and they've managed to get through. And Milan and the San Siro didn't burn down. To to the (laughs) surprise of me, honestly, I'd be like... Yeah, I get the fire department kind of just outside the stadium for when the final was sort of gone there. But yeah, the uh, Inters had a pretty solid season. I mean, they couldn't do much to stop an absolutely rampaging uh, uh, Napoli uh, in the Serie A. But they took, once again, they took another victory in the Coppa Italia recently. So they're, uh, they're on form very much so. But it's very interesting kind of comparing the uh, the history of the two teams. Because like when when kind of Inter last won in 2010, City would just kind of start making their way up like when they first got that investment. So it's very interesting to kind of say all these U-laters that kind of met in the biggest match on the planet. Uh, Inter Milan was the last team to win in 2010. 
Sorry, uh, last time they won was 2010, not the last yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah, Jose, under Jose. Uh, and then the road to the finals, pretty interesting. I'd say City definitely did have the harder draw of um, of things this this year. Uh, Dortmund, uh, not Dortmund, I think it was... Uh, but, and then, of course, Bayern and Real Madrid. Mm. Uh, and that Real Madrid game, still one of the best, probably, City performances I have ever seen. So dominant. From initial um, supporter, it could be one of the all-time great anti-climaxes. <laughs> it's, like an, it's like half-time. It's like, well, it's over. Wow. No, I'd, I'd, I would say not. Uh, and I, as much as... I think getting to the final is big enough. And it doesn't matter how you get there. Okay, we've got there on the difficult side of things. Uh, Inter on... Uh, on their side of things, Porto, Benfica, and then their rivals, AC Milan. I, I think beating their rivals in, in a big game like that is pretty significant. Um, and maybe... I, I, th- I think half the battle's getting there. And if you can, can get in there and show up and play on the day, as we seen with Chelsea a few years ago, mm. Pep yeah. overthought it and the game was done. Mm. So, finals, one-off finals, anything can happen. Very much so. Uh, and I wouldn't count them out. And I'd... I, don't think City have played um, Inter Milan in recent times at all, so this would be a new challenge. Um, Very much so. What are we kind of thinking of the uh, City lineup? So, look, do you reckon there's any changes? Well, or t- there is reports that uh, Kyle Walker pulled up sore from Ooh. the last match, so maybe he might be a potential out, which would be, uh, I think, massive. His speed uh, across the back line is uh, incredible up the wings. Mm. Uh, so he'd be an important stature lost uh, in the side. Uh, apart from that, though, I think everyone's in full shape. Yeah, I think pretty the, fit because we've had the the time off. I think from an inter point of view, they're expecting it to be a two-five. Um, well, a three-five-two, two-five-two-five-two, whatever way you kind of look about it. With Latara Martinez and Eden Zeko, which he has stayed at Roma. Unfortunately, I'm a bit of a Romanista myself. But yeah, I think those two have been absolutely awesome this year up front and definitely done a lot better than anybody would have expected. Uh, Andre Nana. Yeah, I think Onana's been amazing for them um, in the goals. So, be yeah, a very interesting thing, that's for sure. I mean, it's the last of Mkhitaryan, Hakan Kavalogu, and uh, Dendal Dumfries in the middle. I think they definitely they don't definitely don't have the. I never thought to say this about a Milan team, both on red and blue. They don't. They definitely don't have the absolute star play, star power that um City do. But uh, it definitely won't be a walkover whatsoever. Like we have to remember, they're the. I think they finished third in third in Serie A this year, won the Coppa Italia, and a Champions League final is a Champions League final. Which, however you get to it, you're still playing the Champions League final. So it'll be very interesting. Uh, come Sunday morning. Who are you going to tip? Uh, I have to. I have to go Inter. I love. Uh, love the Nero Zuldi. So I'll definitely say Inter. I'll say one all at the end of extra time. Then Inter five four on penalties. Five four penalties. Mm. Okay. Uh, As a neutral, I love the drama. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle penalties. That'll be a bit much. Um, I'm going to say... Well, they've become very high-scoring now. I, I don't know if they're more of a defensive side uh, or, or attacking. I, I'd say... Let's go 3-2. Very nice. I think... One some goals. Plenty of goals. Uh, so from the neutral side, honestly, I think I'm still, I'm still half asleep from watching the Liverpool and Spurs final from a couple of years ago, so... <laughs> Any, I mean, I do love the Reds, but anything that's more entertaining than that, I will be very happy with. So, the Champions League final live from Istanbul in Turkey on 5am Sunday morning. Uh, you can watch that on Stan Sport and 9 Gem. Very nice. Are we just watching it at your house, or are you going to the city to a pub to watch it? Uh, I think I will go to the Imperial with the city supporters um, nice. and watch... 
Uh, it was packed out last week, and the atmosphere was incredible for the FA Cup. So uh, I don't think I'd want to be anywhere else than watching with the uh, the City Blues here in Melbourne. Uh, and if you're in a got a Premier League team or in a I don't know, any kind of team. Uh, I'm sure there is a supporters club here in Melbourne and it's good fun. So if you've never done anything like that, it's a great atmosphere. And if you want to go, if you're an Inter supporter, just go and like on stream and you'll probably find someone's house. You're going to be talking to us like, Bonjour, or <laughs> yes. may I come in? <laughs> yes, you'll be welcomed uh, with open arms that is down for sure. there. All right, when we come back, we'll be close to wrapping things up. Um, Ah, big and a bit early today. Oh, exactly. I think this is my Yeah, no. You know what we'll talk about when we come back? We'll talk more about uh, the importance of uh, uh, Sin's Radiothon, which is uh, continuing on. Because you were here with your broken nose. He's recovered now. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I, I need to hype it up as well. I've recovered from my life-threatening injury to be as bright and bubbly as I always am. All right. Well, that's all coming up next on the Sports Desk on Sin. Kasabian Fire on the Sports Desk. Your Friday evening, and uh, we're just discussing in the studio about our experiences here at Sin Adam Miller, um, because of course it is the Sin Radiothon at the moment. Uh, pay for your sins. Head to sin.org.au/slash/donate. Uh, any donation above $2 is tax deductible and there are some amazing prizes which I've spoken about during the show that you can win um, and I was saying earlier how Sin has been uh, an amazing place uh, and a big part of my life and I'm sure many who have uh, waltzed through these doors and in and out of them and uh, it's, it's it's got to keep open and keep running for okay. you know next it, generation that walks it through. It truly is a once in a like a... Um once in like not a lifetime moment, but like once in kind of like a moment that kind of stands out for everybody when they get the chance. You can come into a, commu- a long-standing community radio station with connections within the media, especially someone who's um, studying journalism. Thirty journo at um, RMIT. It's fantastic that I can throughout my week I can hop on basically whatever type of variety show I want, whether it goes from sport, whether it goes from like music, politics, or in my case I would naughty very kind of like talking about sexual and identity. Like that's an opportunity that I wouldn't get through my course. I wouldn't get through uni. And I shouldn't, wouldn't get through any like other aspect of my life, so it's really fantastic that I can kind of do my training here, and basically come on the airways in this. And like I, lo- like Sam loves being the producer of the Sports Desk. I love coming on like ever since I first came on. I think probably October last year. Like I've had a fantastic time, just kind of cheering the fad about sport, basically talking about all our shared passions. And yeah, I want I want kind of people in my similar situation kind of down the um, through the generations down the track to be able to get afforded the same opportunities I have here. Yeah, and uh, there's so many opportunities that Sin offers and, you know, j- just if you don't like sport, there's plenty of things. Music lovers, you know, if you love local music <laughs> um, and uh, th- there's something for everyone. And even running, your, I got the opportunity to run my own seasonal show called Rockology um, and play my favourite rock songs and stuff. Uh, so you can do whatever. <laughs> not, not, any, not everything, but most yeah, things. We have a very loose leash with it, but I think, the, <laughs> I think the best thing about sin is that we can afford to kind of make mistakes. We can learn on the job. Yeah, and we can basically, yeah, we can afford to kind of stuff up. Whether it's kind of like doing the panelling or where it's kind of just doing sport, like you're you're afforded the opportunity to kind of learn from your mistakes and really forward your career because of it. And it's unique uh, use where you won't hear any kind of young voices like this pretty much anywhere oh, else. And everyone's under 25, mm. uh, sorry, 26, 
uh, and there's been many people over the years. Uh, Bridge, Hustaway, Hamish and Angie got their start here. Mm. Uh, so, so many people have come through these doors and had an amazing time. We want to keep it running. So, that's sin.org.au slash donate. And some of the prize packs I mentioned earlier are pretty much amazing. What are some of the standouts for you on the, the prize pack list? Oh, I think there's a lovely... Um Lovely Queen Vic market pack that I reckon if I went tattoo up. batcher. Yeah, I love, really? love the tattoo. I think there's one tattoo I'd love to get, um, <laughs> okay. which would basically be like in like a little scroll on my kind of like my forearm, yep. and basically putting to do list up there, like putting a couple of dots down there. And if I ever need to do something, I can just kind of write on my arm and like, yep, need to do that, need to do that, and every time <laughs> right. I'm just gonna wipe it off. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, I, I love collecting vinyl, so winning Ooh, something like nice. um, some of the vinyl shop disc. Uh, uh, vouchers and things uh, and I think the Sun Theatre is very cool have you ever been to the Sun Theatre? no but I think suddenly I want to <laughs> <laughs> it is the best it's uh, a really small old theatre in Yarraville and sometimes they have exclusive films and things that they don't show anywhere mm. else and you can get the classic classic popcorn and a chop top from there uh, uh, it's, it's it's worth worth your time God, that's a uh, that's a childhood throwback if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Lo- love it. I just love chalk tops that you couldn't get them anywhere else besides the cinemas. Like they were kind of just one of those things. Like you knew they'd always be there. They're like four and twenty five the footy. You know, you won't have them anywhere else. Yeah, but you just don't have it there whenever you go. Sin.org.au slash donate. Don't forget. And of course, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the Big Freeze Nine fight MND on Monday. Would love to see. These blue beanies all across Melbourne over oh, the weekend. Uh, fightmnd.org.au as well. Before we go, though, I need to give a big big shout-out to the uh, tennis guys last night. The Blackburn uh, Kakaphobics knocked off the uh, Knox City, I think, Cougars? Cougars are <laughs> after last night. Oh, I don't wow, know, okay. but we won... We won the fifth division of the Open Doubles at the Blackburn District Tennis Thursday Night Tennis Association. And very, very well done, boys. Very successful, top of the ladder, managed to say undefeated three finals, and we're looking forward to promotion next year. So that's a little shout-out to the Blackburn Cacophobics. Okay, there you go. Uh, that's where we wrap things. Uh, an hour and 53 minutes till the bounce at Marvel Stadium for Friday night footy tonight. Western Bulldogs and Port Adelaide. Keep up the de- date with the Sports Desk on our social media, Sports Desk Sin. Uh, I don't think we'll be back on Monday to the big uh, King's birthday. Uh, but Friday, 5pm, we'll be back here. Um, we'll see you then. I've been Sam and Hennett, and that's been Adam Miller. Very nice, guys. Have a good one. Have a good weekend. This has been the Sports Desk on Sin.